the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Church of the Redeemer in Gatorsburg, Maryland. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. And Proverbs chapter 19, verse number 20, lays the foundation for us about wisdom. And it says, get all the advice and instruction you can, so you will be wise for the rest of your life. No matter where you've been in life, no matter how foolish you've been, choices that you've made along the way, the good news is you can start today gaining wisdom that will make you wise for the rest of your life. That starting in 2018, you can gain wisdom that will help you to be the person that God created you to be and to live the way that He wants you to live if you will gain and pursue this wisdom that we're talking about. So I want to share with you for the next few moments five lessons about wisdom. We're laying a foundation as a part of this series. This is an important message because it lays out for us what you and I need to understand about wisdom from God's perspective. And so let's take a look at five things the Bible teaches us about wisdom. Number one, wisdom is more than smarts, more than intellectual ability, more than an accumulation of knowledge. Wisdom is more than being smart. It's more than having intellectual ability. It's more than accumulating knowledge. It's interesting how much knowledge and information we have available to us. It's been studied over the last numbers of years, the growth of information. In fact, prior to 1900, information was doubling about one time every 100 years. And then after World War II, about every 25 years, information was doubling. Now we're in a sequence where information is doubling about every 13 months. And it's just a matter of time before information will be doubling at the rate of every 12 hours. That's how much information we have available to us. Every 12 hours, twice the amount of information that we currently have. It's a lot of information. And you would think that with all this information, we would be a lot better folks, wouldn't you? Okay. But if you think about it, our world is still a mess. Even though we have all this knowledge, all this information, all this smarts, if you will, when it comes to information available to us, you would think that somehow that would change our mentalities, that would change our capacity to relate to one another. But yet we live in a world that is still propagated with all kinds of evil and criminal activity and all kinds of terrible things, even though there's a lot of information available. Why? Because knowledge alone will never cure any problem. It'll never cure anything. The Apostle Paul talks about this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, as he describes the end days, the last times, and I believe we are living in the last days. I believe we're heading toward the last of the last days. How do you know that? Well, I, I, there's just the signs of the times are, are, are all around us. But listen to what he said, talking about people in the last days that will be always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge or a knowledge of the truth. Would you agree with me that that sounds like our world today, always learning, but not able to come to the knowledge of the truth? 
Now, I believe in the importance of education. I believe it's valuable for you to get as much education as you possibly can. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. But education alone is not going to make you wise. So sometimes we think that just somehow throughout life, the knowledge we get, we're going to be wiser. But no, that's not the way it works at all. The actual Greek word for wisdom is the word Sophia. Perhaps you know someone by that name, Sophia. It means wisdom, wisdom. And the word wisdom in the Greek language literally means this. This is directly from the lexicon, one of the dictionaries, Greek dictionaries. It means skill and the affairs of life, wise management as shown in the forming of best plans and selecting the best means, including the idea of sound judgment and good sense. That's Sophia, that's wisdom. Let me give you my definition of wisdom based upon the various research points that I've done in preparing for this message. Wisdom is the accumulation and possession of knowledge, truth, guiding principles, moral precepts, right values, proper priorities, good sense, and prudent judgment from God's perspective, and the ability to practically apply these to everyday life and decisions. What is wisdom? It is the accumulation and possession of knowledge, yes, truth, yes, guiding principles and moral precepts, yes, right values, proper priorities, good sense, proper judgment from whose perspective? God's perspective. And then it goes a step further. It is the ability to practically apply these things to everyday life and everyday decisions. It's not just enough to have a bank of information or knowledge. You actually know how to use it. And wise is very different from smart. And what we need is far more than knowledge and smarts. We need wisdom in our lives. Number two, the second thing. There is a difference between human wisdom and God's wisdom. There's a huge difference between those two dimensions of wisdom, human wisdom and God's wisdom. See, the wisdom of the world will tell you how to have this kind of relationship. If you want this kind of relationship, do, the, do these things. Or it tells you if you want to be rich, this is what you do. But God says, no, this is, this is how you live your life. And so there's a difference between human wisdom and God's wisdom. Human wisdom is the way the world thinks around us and the way the world acts and decides and judges things. And God's wisdom is the way that God thinks, the way God acts and God decides and God judges things. And so we want to be on the right side of wisdom. Amen. Not living by human wisdom, but living by God's wisdom. Here's some verses that actually differentiate between the two forms of wisdom, the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'll read verse 19 and then also verse 25. For it is written, God says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate, verse 25 says, for the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. God says, the smartest thought any person has ever had is actually foolish to me. The smartest thought that Einstein possessed is foolishness to God because God is the creator of all. And so he is the source of wisdom. Notice James chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Again, we're drawing the distinction between the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in, in the humility that comes from wisdom. That's the God kind of wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom... 
this is earthly wisdom, does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. We could talk about a lot of these elements of what's been described here by the Apostle James, but all I want to do today is to draw the distinction between the fact that there is human wisdom and there's the wisdom of God. There's a big difference between the two. Isaiah the prophet spoke on God's behalf in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Would you just agree with me today and agree more importantly with God's word today that God thinks at a completely higher plane than you and I think. And his ways and his wisdom is far beyond ours. And so we don't want to build our lives on human wisdom. We want to build our lives on God's wisdom. And of course, the door to wisdom is Jesus Christ. And the manual of wisdom is God's word, the Bible. The third thing I'd like to share with you today is that God's wisdom is worth getting. Listen to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Blessed are those who find, do you want to be blessed? wisdom, those who gain understanding. For she, that's wisdom, is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She, that is wisdom, is a personification of wisdom. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Notice the distinction here that God says, that's actually wisdom is worth getting. It's more profitable than silver or gold. It's more precious than rubies. Any kind of precious stone you may pursue. Listen to Proverbs 4 verse 7. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Notice the statement. Though it costs all you have, get wisdom. If you have to spend everything you have to get it, it is worth it. Now why is God's wisdom so valuable and so important? Because God's wisdom will do for you what nothing else can do. Let me walk you very quickly through nine things. This is going to happen really, really quickly. So put your seatbelts on. We're going through this very fast, all right? But there are nine things that the wisdom of God will bring to your life. Number one, it brings provision to you. When you're wise, you're actually able to have provision for your life. Proverbs eight eighteen. With me, wisdom. It's talking again, the personification of wisdom. With me are riches and honor enduring wealth and prosperity. And so if you want provision in your life, wisdom will lead you to the pathway of being provided for. Wisdom, second of all, will bring you promotion. Promotion is to move you to the next level, to take you further in life than you could go. So promotion is God's plan for you. And wisdom will promote you. Let me tell you a quick story out of the Bible. There was a young man by the name of Daniel who lived in Jerusalem. And when Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came into Jerusalem and raided that, that city and took all, took, began to take people captive, Daniel was taken into Babylon as a young Jewish man to serve the king of Babylon and that kingdom. Over a period of time, there were different kings that arose. One of these kings in Babylon decided to have a party one day. And so he, he gets all his entourage together. They're having a really big party. Everybody's drinking, having a good time. And, and they're using the, the articles of the temple of Jerusalem to, 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 to celebrate with. And they're defiling those articles. And in the midst of all this, uh, this arrogance and partying uh, by this Babylonian king, there's a hand that shows up in the room and begins to write on the wall. Just a mysterious hand that shows up. Now, 
with mysterious hand begins to write on the wall. And so that sobered everybody up really quickly. Okay. They want to know what's going on. What's this handwriting? Because no one understood the hand and no one understood the handwriting. And so the king said, well, I got to get my smart guys in here. Go get all my smart guys from the kingdom and let's see if they can figure this out. And he brought all of his intelligent ones and no one could figure out what the handwriting on the wall was. But one of the folks in the room said, you know, there is somebody here that is full of the spirit of God. He's full of wisdom and his name is Daniel. And the Bible says in Daniel 5, verse 13, so Daniel was brought before the king. Why was Daniel brought before the king? Not because he was good looking, not because he was just a nice guy. He was brought before the king because he possessed something that no one else possessed. What did Daniel possess? Say it with me. He possessed wisdom, and that wisdom gave him promotion. Wisdom will also cause you to become productive. It will increase the productivity of your life. Wisdom gives you protection. Proverbs 4, verse 6, do not forsake wisdom. She will. Wisdom will do what for you? Protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom brings you guidance. Proverbs 2, 6 through 8, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards. He also guards and guides. There's another concept there. The course of the That's the journey, the walking path of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. If you want guidance in your life, the best guidance you'll ever get is through wisdom. The more wisdom you have, the more you'll know what to do in your life. You won't have to wait and say, what am I supposed to do? Wisdom will guide you. Wisdom will give you favor. When you have wisdom in your life, you'll experience God's favor upon your life. What is favor? It's God opening doors for you that only he can open for you. Proverbs 8, verse 35 says, for those who find me, that's wisdom, find life and receive. What do they receive? Favor from the Lord. Wisdom will bring you honor. Proverbs 8, verse 18, with me are riches and honor. And so there's honor that's brought to your life by by wisdom. It will bring you health. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are, that is wisdom, the words of wisdom. They are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. And wisdom finally will give you a longer life. You know, some folks' lives have been cut short because of foolishness. Wise living can potentially increase your life. Proverbs 3, 13 through 16, blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, as we read a moment ago, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Verse 16, long life is in her right hand and in her, in her left hand are riches and honor. Verse 18 of that same chapter, she is, wisdom is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, those who hold her fast will be blessed. Can you see that wisdom is worth getting? Amen. Wisdom is worth getting. The fourth point that I'd like to share with you today about this foundational concept of wisdom from scripture is that becoming wise is an intentional process and it's an intentional pursuit. But no, wisdom is a result of an active pursuit. You have to go after it. Okay. It's intentional. If you want wisdom, you'll only get it if you go after it. Listen to Proverbs 2, 1 through 6. My child, that's you and me, children of God, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to 
So tune in. Say that with me. Tune in. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. So tune in and cry out. So there's two with me. Tune in and cry out. All right. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. And then number four, search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. So tune in, cry out, and search for. So he says, this is what you've got to do if you're going to get wise. You've got to tune in, you've got to cry out, and you have to search for it. It's only going to come to you if you tune in, you cry out, and you search for it. You're not going to get it any other way. And then it says in verses 5 and 6, then, that is if you do those three things, tune in, cry out, and search for, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God, for the Lord grants wisdom from His mouth come knowledge and understandings. Let's talk about those three things for a moment, to tune in, to cry out, and to search for, right? Tune in. Let's illustrate this. And those of you who had any experience with analog ready, you know that when you would dial in a station, oftentimes it was hard to exactly get that station. You get a little bit to the left, and you get a little bit of the information, a little bit of the, the music or whatever, and but it was kind of fuzzy, and it would come and go, and then you'd tune it again and go to the right, you're too far, and then finally you'd like get right at that exact spot, and you got the sweet spot. There it is. You say, don't anybody move. <laughs> got it. Okay. What you were doing then, you were tuning in, right, okay, to get the message, the music, whatever it was you were looking for from that station, but you had to actively tune in because when you did not tune in effectively, you were getting static and you were getting information from other places and other voices until you got right on that particular station. You have to tune in. It's the same way with God. If you don't tune in you'll be distracted by all the other voices in our world. You know, there are a lot of, there are all kind of voices in our world today, right? Everywhere you go. Let me tell you something, in 2018, if you're going to get wise, you've got to tune out some of those other voices. You've got to hit the sweet spot with God, okay? You've got to tune in with Him. Tune in and then you cry out, okay? What does it mean to cry out? Well, cry out really is a, is a, a euphemism. It's a statement related to prayer. It's like, God, I'm asking you for wisdom. I need you to give me wisdom. See, it's not that God needs us to ask him. We need to ask him. We need to be aware of the reality that we need it. So when you cry out for wisdom, it means you know you need it. It means you're aware of your need. And so you're crying out of an awareness of what, what is a deficit in your life. And so you tune in and then you cry out, God, give me wisdom. And then you search for it. As you keep your eyes and ears open to God speaking into your world and granting wisdom to you. If you will do this intentionally this year, I promise you that you will gain wisdom, not just for this year but for the rest of your life. It will help you to live a better life, but you've got to be intentional about it. This is your year to grow wiser. To do that, you've got to tune in, you've got to cry out, and you've got to search for. Last point today. Wisdom today doesn't guarantee wisdom tomorrow. And foolishness today hasn't disqualified you from gaining wisdom for your tomorrows. But we're all just a few steps away from doing something really foolish, okay? And so, just because you're wise today doesn't mean you're going to be wise tomorrow, okay? And so many people do. They get a life that things are going well. Then all of a sudden, it's like, how did you go to left field? You're supposed to go to third base, okay? 
What's going on with you? And so these moments of foolishness. You know that the wisest man on earth, the man that was given the greatest wisdom apart from Jesus Christ himself, ended his life a fool? His name was Solomon. Let me tell you a little bit about Solomon. We'll be looking at Solomon in this story, in this series together. But Solomon, he, he, was, he was David's son, King David of Israel. And when, when King David died, he passed the kingdom on to Solomon. And Solomon thought, what am I going to do with this king? I don't know what to do. My father was an amazing king. I don't know how to lead people. And so God shows up one night and says, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? And Solomon said, God, I tell you what I need. I need wisdom more than anything else. I'm just asking you for one thing. If you'll just give me one thing, God, give me wisdom. And God said, I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you the greatest wisdom anybody's ever had. I'll also bless you with all kinds of other things as well, because you asked for wisdom. And we'll be studying this as a part of the series. And so God gave him incredible wisdom, amazing wisdom given to Solomon. The Bible says that he wrote over 3,000 Proverbs. That's how wise he was. In fact, most of the book of Proverbs that we're reading from today came from King Solomon, moved on by the Holy Spirit. And so he was a wise man, the wisest man apart from Jesus Christ that ever lived. But when he gets toward the end of his life, he's going around second base, ready to head to third base, ready to head home, and he heads out toward left field. He heads out in a completely different direction. He becomes foolish in the latter part of his life. Let's pick up the story in 1 Kings chapter 11, beginning in verse number 1. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women beside Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not enter marry with them because they will surely turn your hearts after after their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. And so Solomon began to get all these other women in his life that worshiped other gods and it began to have an effect upon him. Notice verse three. She had, he had, Solomon had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. Did you read that? He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Everybody say, stupid. Okay. Right? A thousand women in his life. What is going on with you, Solomon? Okay. Have you lost your mind? What's happening with you? And so here's this man that started out with this tremendous wisdom, and now he's toward the latter part of his life, and he starts making all these bad choices. He starts actually ignoring the very wisdom that he lived by for all these other years. What, what does that mean? It means wisdom today does not guarantee that you're going to have wisdom tomorrow. Wisdom is a dynamic thing. It's not a static thing. You don't just get it one time for the rest of your life. It's a choice. It's an ongoing process. Notice verse 4. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father had been. He followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as David his father had done. What a sad story. But every one of us are capable of that. It's a sad story, but we're all capable of it. Because wisdom today does not guarantee wisdom tomorrow. So what you want to do is to not only gain wisdom, but to be vigilant about living in wisdom. But let me give you the other side of this coin. This is the really good news for you as well. Foolishness today doesn't disqualify you for wisdom tomorrow, okay? 
you might say, you know what? Well, pastor, I don't have to worry about the wisdom part. I think I'm kind of more on the foolish part, okay? And the good news for you is this. If you're living at any level of foolishness in your life right now, and we all are, because none of us have perfect wisdom, there's still areas of foolishness in all of our lives, and the good news is if you're foolish today, you don't have to stay that way for the rest of your life, okay? If there's some things that are foolish in your life right now that need to change, good news is God can help you through His wisdom to begin to gain the wisdom necessary for living the life that He wants you to live. You are not disqualified. Isn't that great to know? You're not disqualified. God is the qualifying God. He's not the disqualifying God. He's the one that wants to bring you in uh, to His mercy and grace and help you gain the wisdom necessary for living the life that you want to live. So the choice for us today is this. Are we going to tune in? Are we going to cry out? And are we going to search for wisdom? Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. The next time you could use a pick... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.